On today's Smart 7, it's a damn disaster in Ukraine, Gulf Civil War comes to an end and lots more. It's Wednesday the 7th of June, it's Global Running Day and happy birthday Liam Neeson. The Smart 7, it's news but not for news. Tuesday morning saw a potential environmental and social disaster unleashed in Ukraine as the Novokakovka Dam was blown up. It's left water flooding into the Dnipro River and is set to wipe out up to 80 towns and villages, including the city of Kherson. A major evacuation effort's now underway in Ukraine and a state of emergency has already been declared in the Novokakovka district. Ukraine's military and NATO have accused Russia of blowing up the dam and the UK's Foreign Secretary James Cleverley, who's in Ukraine, says enough is enough. We all continue to assess the developing situation but of course we repeat the best thing that Russia could do now is withdraw their troops immediately. Russia attempted to blame Ukraine for the attack which also placed the Zaporizhia nuclear plant in danger as water from the reservoir was used to cool the reactors. Ukraine's President Zelensky says he's no doubt what happened. It was an absolutely deliberate, prepared explosion. They knew exactly what they were doing. It was mined by the Russian occupiers, and they blew it up. And Ukrainian MP Alexei Goncharenko described the scenes from the ground in Kherson, as well as addressing the environmental impact. At least 150 tons of engine oil from the dam are now in the river. That's a huge ecological catastrophe. The consequences will be for decades. But Russia, they don't care. The chair of the COVID inquiry has offered an explanation for her round with the government over what documents should be handed in to her investigation. It comes after the government launched a judicial review over her order to the Cabinet Office to hand over Mr Johnson's unredacted WhatsApp messages, diary entries and other documents. Baroness Hallett says it's up to her to decide what's relevant to the COVID inquiry. In my view, it is for the inquiry chair to decide what is relevant or potentially relevant. The Cabinet Office disagrees They invited me to withdraw the Section 21 notice. I declined. Tory MP Robert Buckland says the chair's entitled to make these requests and that the Cabinet's approach so far has not helped at all. To challenge it in this way potentially risks undermining the chair and creates an unnecessary standoff, which, as you say, gives the impression that somehow the government has something to hide. But I just think this particular approach doesn't help anybody. Labour leader Sakir Starmer's vowed to strengthen the role of trade unions if Labour wins the next general election. He addressed the GMB union conference in Brighton to tell them that Labour can restore hope in Britain. The Labour Party can only restore hope in Britain if we once again become the natural home for working people. The focus of his speech was on green energy amid nervousness about Labour's policy of ending new North Sea oil and gas licences. GMB union leader Gary Smith says transition to green technologies is possible but needs to be done cautiously. What we need is a managed decline, not a cliff edge. And my worry for Labour is that they're not going to get listened to by ordinary people. People are worried about energy bills. They're rightly worried about energy security. And as I say, good, effective leaders listen. Things are going from bad to worse for this morning as the focus switches to the ITV bosses. They've been hauled before the Culture Committee to answer questions about the Schofield scandal. And after Holly's saccharine public statement on Monday, SNP MP John Nicholson couldn't resist a quick dig early on. 
I suppose I should ask, first of all, are you okay? He went on to condemn this morning editor Martin Frizzell's outrageous, dismissive and flippant comments over whether there is a toxic environment on the show. ITV Director of Policy Magnus Brook was forced to defend the company, saying they take their responsibilities of safeguarding very seriously. We do take uh, all of these allegations very seriously, precisely because we do have a culture uh, 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 in which people's conduct it matters enormously. Still to come on the Smart 7, Gulf Civil War comes to an unlikely end and a shocking story from Hollywood right after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome back. The golfing world's been rocked by a surprise announcement as the PGA Tour, Live Golf and Golf's European Tour, known as the DP World Tour, agreed to a shock merger. There have been bitter words and rivalries as Live Golf peeled away PGA stars with large checks, but now it appears that Saudi Arabian money's won out. As part of the settlement, all of the outstanding litigation's been binned and presumably Live players will once again be eligible for the Ryder Cup. Golf journalist and star of Netflix's full swing, Dan Rappaport, gave his reaction to the news. Golf was never big enough for two warring entities. You were never going to be able to have two proper leagues that were flourishing. So something was always going to resolve this problem. We, we thought it might be live golf going away. And that's what the PGA Tour, I think, thought they were going to do. I think they thought, you know, we come down with these bans. We, we add these designated events. We add all this money and live will go away. Well, the Saudis have unlimited money. Elle Fanning's been getting candid about the highs and lows of Hollywood after finding fame as a child star. The Super 8 actress opened up on the annual THR Comedy Actress Roundtable about being sexualised by the industry. She shocked the other actresses around the table, including Cheryl Lee Ralph, Natasha Leon, and Jenny Ortega with a brutal story about a rejection she got at just 16 years old. I was 16. I was literally 16 years old. And this person said, oh, she didn't get the father-daughter road trip comedy because she's un <gasps> I was like, at 16. 16. Yes. And I'm like, I laugh at it now. I'm like, what a disgusting pig. Meeting the in-laws can be nerve-wracking at the best of times, but imagine if they're world-famous bank robbers too. That's the plot of Netflix's latest comedy action romance offering. The Outlaw sees Adam Devine play mild-mannered bank manager Owen, who's getting ready to marry Parker, played by Nina Dobrev. When he finally meets her parents, Billy and Lily, played by Pierce Brosnan and Ellen Barkin, excitement turns to concern that they may just be the infamous Ghost Bandits. The film lands on Netflix on the 7th of July, but tell you what, catch the trailer right now. Let's just pray we have a nice, chill day. This is a robbery. I think your parents robbed my bank. You can't be serious. They knew the voice activation code to get in the vault, which I'm pretty sure I told your mom about when I was wasted. She left me roses by the stairs. Thank you for your cooperation, Owen. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day.
Give us seven minutes, and we'll give you the world.